Imagine moving South Korea's capital from Seoul to somewhere else on the peninsula, or even off the peninsula. It sounds like a far-fetched idea, but that's what Indonesia is planning to do with its capital, Jakarta. You may have heard recently on our show and other news outlets, President Joko Widodo announcing that Jakarta will move uh, to Borneo. And Widodo told a press conference uh, last Monday the government's conducted in-depth studies in the past three years, and as a result of those studies, the new capital will be built in part of North Penajampasa Regency and part of Kutai Kartanagara Regency in East Kalimantan. Uh, no new name's been chosen, by the way. I hope it's uh, easier to pronounce for me personally. Anyway, let's invite Hans Nicholas Jong, an environmental journalist at Monga Bay based in Jakarta. Thank you for taking the time. Hi, thank you for having me. Just quickly, North Panajam Pasa Regency and, and Kutai Kata Nagara Regency, as I said, not easy for me to, to pronounce, but what are these regencies and, and why were they chosen? So this regency, it's like, you know, like districts, like states uh, in the U.S. So in Indonesia, we call it um, regencies. And they're like this micro-government, like sub-district level of administration, and the heads of this regencies, um, they have, you know, like full control over these um, areas. And those regencies are located in Kalimantan, which is um, the located north of uh, the island of Java, where Jakarta is located. And these locations are chosen because the government believes that, um, you know, because Jakarta and Java Island um, have been, you know, the center of the economic and political of Indonesia, so that's why it's better to spread out the development of Indonesia to other regions, especially Kalimantan, because apparently it only makes up like uh, less than 20% of the economy of the country, so that's why. Okay, so there's the economic boost that might come with this, but again, lots of countries around the world have this problem of, of regional differences and a lot of focus in the capital area. There are other questions that have been raised, like uh, sinking issues, for example. Can you tell us a bit more about some of the environmental challenges that Jakarta has? Okay, sure. Um, so this sinking issue is probably one of the biggest issues Jakarta is facing at the moment. Uh, it's not the, pre- the most pressing one. The main reason why the city is sinking is it simply doesn't have enough groundwater for all of its residents, you know, because the state-owned water company, um, they can only provide water to maybe around less than half of the residents of Jakarta. So as a result, most residents, they have to pump groundwater for their daily needs. Uh, in fact, more than 60% of them have to do that. So this obviously leads to a lot of problems, and especially um, the problem of land subsidence, you know, with the ground literally sinking. And currently, around 40% of Jakarta already lies below sea level, you know, it makes Jakarta one of the cities with the highest flood risk in the world. And if nothing's done to address this problem, then parts of the city could be entirely underwater by 2050. So that's one of the most pressing issues that we are facing at the moment. Yeah. What, what is the timeline on this move? Um, when, in other words, will Jakarta no longer be Indonesia's capital? Well, the government plans to uh, start the um, process as early as 2021, the you know the construction of the infrastructure, etc. And but that's pending. You know that obviously depends on whether the parliament um, passes to relocate the capital 
or not. And if everything goes smoothly, then people will have started to move there by 2024. What uh, is the likelihood of the parliament actually offering full support? Well, I think the likelihood is looking pretty good um, because um, I think there's like a momentum, there's like a general public support behind this decision, you know, um, especially among Jakarta residents uh, because uh, some of us are already suffering from these problems that I mentioned before, like sinking, you know, constant flooding, like annual flooding, and then also um, very, very bad air pollution. So, yeah, I think in general, the public is behind this um, decision, although obviously there are some of those who are questioning whether this is the right move or not. But what happens to all those residents? They're not all going to move, are they? No, 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 because we are only going to move the administration. So, you know, the civil servants, government officials, they're the ones who are going to move to the new capital. But for the businesses, um, they're going to stay in Jakarta. Um, so it's estimated that maybe around 800,000, you know, public officials will move to Kalimantan. And they're going to bring maybe their family members, their friends, etc. And those numbers will grow to 1.5 million uh, people. But if you're among the people living in Jakarta, if that's been your home, and, and in July, a group of citizens actually sued the Indonesian government over air quality. It's, it's ranked worst mm-hmm. in the world, based on a recent mm-hmm. survey. It would seem that actually the situation in Jakarta might just continue to get worse rather than better because you haven't necessarily even got the status as, as capital and, and the economic conditions there are not likely to improve, are they? Yeah, 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 that's correct. You know, like you mentioned, there's this lawsuit that was filed by the citizens of Jakarta um, one or two months ago. And I read somewhere that the, you know, the relocation of the capital might not uh, solve this pollution uh, issue because, you know, like public officers, they only contribute around 10% to the traffic jam in Jakarta. And also the government hasn't addressed, you know, the pollution from nearby power plants and nearby factories. So those are definitely factor into air pollution in Jakarta. So I don't think the relocation of the capital will do much to solving the issue of air pollution in Jakarta. Rather, actually, it could make, from an environmental situation, everything worse. And I presume as a journalist uh, in this particular field, you'll be interested to know what sort of impact the capital, the new capital, will have on Borneo. Yes, that's correct, because uh, when uh, the first time I heard about this um, move, I was curious because the government make it seem like, you know, this place in Kalimantan is really ideal for, you know, for the government to build like a new city, a new capital from the ground. But obviously, I don't think that's, you know, that's true because Kalimantan has its own negatives, you know, has its own problems. Um, maybe you know that um, like almost every year we have these forest fires um, burning across huge swaths of forest in Indonesia, especially in Kalimantan. And, you know, it's a, it's a really big problem. Um, you know, sometimes the haze from the fires can travel um, to Malaysia or to Singapore. So this is something that, you know, it's, it's like you're, mo- you're, you're moving uh, from one problem to another, you know. It's, it's not like it's going to be easier 
you know, to have a capital in Kalimantan because um, obviously there are uh, forest fires and then there's also the problem of coal mining, you know, because Kalimantan is, you know, sometimes people call Kalimantan as the center of coal in Indonesia because um, they have uh, so many um, coal mines there. And also uh, from these mines, they have their own uh, problems, you know, like um, the pits, pits less, uh, less abandoned by uh, coal companies, you know, after they dug up the coal and then they just left um, these pits, you know, these very, very dangerous pits, you know, filled with toxic substance um, lying around um, Kalimantan. And these pits have actually claimed the lives of at least 36 people because, uh, and most of them, they're children, you know, they, they, they drown, you know, they, they were playing around with their friends and then uh, they didn't know that uh, these pits uh, were dangerous, so they decided to to swim and then they drowned. And actually, the last victim died just one week before President Joko Widodo uh, made the announcement. So that's kind of ironic, you know, like, oh, we have this beautiful, beautiful location, you know, lush forest um, as new capital, but actually that's not the case. Um, I think the government has to address these problems that are already there before, you know, um, if they, re- they are really serious in uh, relocating the capital. I was interested as well because I've been to Borneo before, but I went to uh, Sarawak in Malaysia and bordering mm-hmm. Sarawak is East Kalimantan, um, a- along with North Kalimantan, West, Central, um, uh, well, Central and South actually don't directly border Malaysia. But still, um, this situation where you've got Indonesia, Malaysia right next to each other there on that island is, is that potentially problematic at all uh i don't know but what i heard is that um there, there's a, like a potentially uh, like economic development for malaysia as well because um in order to support um this relocation the government is planning to build um some power plants um hydropower plants in north kalimantan and from what i understand there's a potential of those power plants, you know, supplying electricity to Kalimantan, uh, to Malaysia as well. So I think it's something that uh, on paper might benefit Malaysia as well. And then we might ask ourselves, um, as I pondered before, imagine Seoul moving. It, it seems ludicrous and you'd think the cost alone. Um, but then in a sense, mm-hmm. South Korea's already started moving administrative buildings and organizations to, to Sejong City here. Uh, so it, it's, it's not uh, mm-hmm. c- completely radical from that perspective. Um, Joko Widodo said moving the capital would cost 466 trillion rupiah. That's $32.7 billion worth. H- how is the country planning to fund that? Well, the state will fund 19% of the total costs, that's, and that money will go towards building um, basic infrastructure, you know, like government offices, um, etc. And the rest of the costs will be covered by public-private partnerships, and that's to support the basic infrastructure, such as schools and hospitals, as well as the other costs. The rest of the costs will be covered by private investment, you know, for housing, universities, and shopping malls. You know, but... I think there there's still a lot of uncertainty surrounding this. You know, for instance, the president has previously said that the government will sell 30,000 hectares of land in the location of the new capital to the public as another source of funding. Um, I think this might be problematic in the future um, because, first, it might not be feasible and also because it might limit the access of land to those who don't have much money. 
So it might raise another issue of inequality. And the government has also said that the anti-government offices in Jakarta will either be rented out or sold. And this is also another issue um, because, you know, some of these buildings, uh, government offices, you know, they have historical values, like the three towers. So there's a concern that whether this, you know, this value, these historical values, you know, will be preserved or not in the future uh, if, you know, if they are rented out uh, for, you know, maybe for companies. Hans Nicholas Jong, environmental journalist based in Mongabay. Thank you very much for being on the scene for us today. Thank you for having me.